Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Um, I've been on it for like a week. Yeah, when you said you were gonna try, you had downloaded Chrome, um, the the uh, Chrome Edge. I was like going, really? Like I was thinking like, oh, that's right. He must have a. I figured you had like a partition or a virtual machine or something going on, running Windows 10. Then that's why I didn't think about it. But then you're like, yeah, I finally switched. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I um, like I said, you know, my kid. It's the it's the Xbox stuff that's mo- like. My kids are like, oh, I really want to play games with you and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We have so many people in the house that we this cross platform thing has been a godsend. Like they all play like Fortnite and once people are on the PlayStation, people are on the Switch, people on the Xbox, <laughs> you know, but uh, Minecraft, obviously the, the PlayStation doesn't play. I, I don't know. They say it doesn't work, but I thought it worked already. It's supposed to work. But I don't they, think maybe they don't know what's going on. Oh, it might not be the the, the cross platform thing might might be the issue. Yeah. So I um I downloaded the I downloaded the the Minecraft for it. We were playing today and works flawlessly. And then my friend's like, well, "Why don't you just dual boot?" I'm like, "I don't dual boot." Like I used to try that, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, I'm in one operating system. Oh, but I want to do this. So let me go to this one. It's it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, like, if it was something like Boot Camp, it would be different because Boot Camp's quicker. But it's not. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to do it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. And, you know, I install some games and shit. You know, some shit I couldn't do on Linux. And I'm like, whatever. It works fine. I'm tired of trying to fight the good fight. I give up. I surrender. <laughs> and you know what? I'm still against Google, though. Yeah. I don't trust Google for shit. <laughs> Microsoft, and I was telling Steve, I was like, you know, Apple tries to focus on privacy. Google's the opposite, where they want all your info. And yeah. Microsoft's in the middle, like, I mean, you can do whatever you want. That's kind of Microsoft's yeah. thing. So you can We've default it to the easiest settings possible. If you want to make it harder on yourself, feel free. Right. So Microsoft isn't 
really stealing your data. I mean, I wouldn't put anything. That's the thing is people go, well, you still shouldn't put really sensitive information um, that you wouldn't want a police to read on OneDrive. I'm like, what? I don't have anything I wouldn't want the police to read on OneDrive. Like, what are you doing? I know. What do you have on OneDrive? You better get a pocket notebook and quit playing games. I think the real question is, what do you have on OneDrive? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, whatever. And, um, you know, and people are like, oh, well, you know, I have some ROM files and I wouldn't put them on one. I'm like, dude, Microsoft could give a fuck right. that you have a ROM file. They're, they're checking your OneDrive account if you're wanted for murder. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. You, so, yeah, or you if you're have doing shady or, or questionable pictures on your OneDrive. Or, right. So, if you're or a, EXE a fucking, file, ex- executable files. If you're a pedophile right. or like a world class hacker, maybe you shouldn't keep things on the cloud. Right. You want to keep things local based. Local based. Because remember, there is no such thing as a cloud. It's just someone else's computer. Yeah. Okay? Public service announcement. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yeah, yeah. Baby. Ooh. Ooh, motherfucker. And our album drops on July 7th, so. Be ready for that. Mixtape drop in 2039. And followed by panties dropping all over the world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So recently, Microsoft began offering a beta version of their new Chromium-based Edge browser for Windows 7 and 8. Aside from being confused why they would offer it on an OS that they're no longer going to be supporting, Adam Adam and I started testing the version for Windows 10 and kind of reviewed it. And remember... It's still in beta, which I think their original brow- or Edge browser was before they discontinued it. Their, the Edge original Edge browser stayed in beta. Yeah, right. The way it was behaving. Huh. I, it, it, I don't think, yeah, it never got an official, like they said, oh, extensions are coming. And then it was like one or two. And like for me, I couldn't add them. Like it wouldn't add to my browser. So I just said, fuck this shit. And it just made it difficult to try to, you know, put them in there. I'm like going, you know, fuck this noise. And then went off to everything else. But, uh, I mean, first I was like, I read, I was like, oh yeah, now the Chromium-based Edge is available for Windows 7 and 8. I'm like, why Windows 7? Like, because they still, they still support it for business fucking shit. But I mean, that's cool because there's a lot of people that stay on Windows 7. Yeah, but if it's an OS that you're not going to support anymore, it's kind of like, okay, so you're going to get the new one. But if we ever upgrade to your program, we're probably not going to get much. I bet you they already know that they're going to be forced to fucking pull the support out. Yeah. Because they always do. Because yeah. people fucking kick and scream about it. And like, whatever. Yeah. It's like, we already have the fucking infrastructure set up. If y'all can just get your shit together, we'd really <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> um, but we, uh, we both started using the uh, developer's uh, uh, version of the Chromium-based Edge. Um so far, I, I dig it. Like, it's smooth. Yeah. Like, if you... The way I see it, if you run... If you run Windows 10, which most likely you do, um, and you want a leaner Chrome that integrates with the fucking operating system better, just download this. Yeah. Like, it's... I've I'm, I'm been on it all weekend. I've I've experienced not one hiccup, although um, Steve has one on one particular site where it looks like the fonts all fucking squished together. Right. And I I it happened on me too. 
I just don't go to that site. So <laughs> that's the only thing I've ever I've seen. But I've I've been uploading files to things, yeah, I mean, all here. that stuff. Yeah, I've been doing stuff for the website, uh, the blog, and all that stuff through that. So it's like, you which know, makes sense because it's really the Chromium engine, right? Which is already tried and true. And then they just slap Microsoft stuff on top of it. And they didn't go heavy-handed with the Microsoft stuff. Right. One thing that I think most people are, are really, really worried about, Pornhub works fine. Pornhub works and In fact, I think, it well. works, I think it actually works a little faster, in my opinion. Right. You know. Um, but what I – so, you know, in case you're wondering, uh, speed-wise, it uses half the resource – from my experience, it uses about half the resources of Firefox. And it uses less resources than Chrome too. Yeah, it it, so. it doesn't take when you. Uh, my big thing is with Chrome is when you would click on it to open, you know, open Chrome, it would just kind of lag, and you're just kind of sitting there like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" I haven't been, I haven't experienced that yet because you know it is a beta, so they could fuck it up, which is right. always Microsoft's mo. Like everything's always good, and then they start modifying it, and then things start fucking up. Um, but. Uh, if you have Chrome already on your computer, it literally opens and then says, hey, we're going to pull everything from Chrome. Are you cool with that? And then you're like, yeah, okay. And it literally pulls everything over. Like, there is no setup for you. And I experienced, I only had Firefox on my computer. And it pulled my bookmarks, but it wouldn't pull my passwords. Um, so I just fucking installed LastPass and got my life together. But... Um, <laughs> Like literally perfect. Like I, I haven't experienced any problem. I'm clicking through OneDrive right now faster than I've ever clicked through it in my life. And I, I know it's a Microsoft product on a Microsoft product, but still, right. That's where you want to see if but it see, works. But see, that's the thing is, is that again, like while while Adam said, I know it's a Microsoft product on a Microsoft product. At the same time, it is a Microsoft product on a Microsoft product. They are not always meant to go well with one another. Exactly. Um, if, if it don't work here, there's no point. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, what I found actually really nice when when because when I opened when I downloaded it, and you can download the um, the dev if you go to one of the articles. I think the article that I have in the show notes here actually has the link to the uh, the the developers one. Is when I opened it, it, it was literally like probably less than a minute. It just pulled everything from Chrome, and then it was like, okay, you want to start here? Asks you, how do you want your homepage set up? You know, do you want it just bare? Do you want it, you know, like moderate? Or do you want it where, like if you've ever used Bing as your search engine, you know, when you go into something and it's just like all news and stuff like that's supposed to be curated for you, you can kind of ha- regulate how you want it. It also allows you to set a separate homepage. I didn't because I figured, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to try it using Bing as the search engine and just kind of using what they have first before I start, you know, you know, customizing or what have you. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, bookmarks got set up in place. I went through my passwords and all my passwords went over there. Extensions. I was really surprised on how many extensions they actually have from the Microsoft store. So you got like Grammarly, you got Adblock, Adblock Plus, which is beta for this version. Um, better one though is, uh, you, block origins which always yep. sounds like an X-Men movie. Um, sure. And, uh, and uh, LastPass. And there are a couple other password ones in there. Um, the one, um, OneNotes One Clip or Web Clipper is on there. 
But the cool thing is, is they also allow you access to Google's store if you need to pull some apps specifically from there. Um, and you can, you can uh, link it and then you can go ahead and pull it. So they, they, it really is made to look really easy on you. The only thing that I'm kind of, and this is just aesthetic, is when you, if you have a lot of bookmarks, it kind of reminds me of Firefox. It's not tight. There's a lot of unused space between them. Yeah, it looks. It looks. I did. That's and I didn't notice that until you said something because I've been, I use Firefox so much. Right. But it's yeah. It's kind of there's a lot of dead space. <laughs> yeah. Because if you've used Chrome and you go to everything's always kind of condensed, so everything's on the one screen and you can kind of easily move around. That's something that if you're used to Chrome, it that's something that is a kind of a Firefox pullover. Um, I'm, I hope they figure it out and get it all in there. Um, but but aside from that, like everything works really well. I have it on my desktop and my laptop, and I have not had an issue with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely if you got if you're interested in checking out the browser. I know we always make fun of Internet Explorer or Microsoft browsers that you always use it to download another one. But this, it's right now, it's actually it uses a lot less resources. What I, I like my particular, uh, I told Adam that when I opened. Um, when I opened uh, uh, the Chromium Edge, it and I moved it to YouTube. It actually gave me like like two hundred fifty six megabits of uh, uh, of memory that it was using. Then I went ahead. Okay, so I checked that, closed it, opened up Firefox, moved it to um, to YouTube, same page, and it was using more than two t- twice that amount of of uh, resources just f- to hold that. So, and I noticed too that I don't get a lot of lag when I'm using it now, and and it's it's just making it a little easier. Web pages come up really quick. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, I'm actually while we're talking, I'm just clicking on shit, like just to see how fast it's coming up, and it's just there's no lag, really. Also, like, if you like Twitter and YouTube on dark mode, you can still it works perfectly. Yep, everything works. I had YouTube. I usually have YouTube run in. Um, Anytime I'm at my computer <laughs> and it was running uh, no issues, not one hiccup, wasn't slowing anything else down. Like it's it's just it's impressive. Yeah. You know, and and um, this is something Microsoft should have done before a long time ago. And they, I mean, but on the flip, I understand why they did. There is a level of pride. I mean, Microsoft is the one of the oldest tech companies you know, and, and they, they used to be the dominant force in web browser yeah. and they probably, there was a bit of, no, we need to make our own, you know, right. that kind of feeling. And then somebody finally came in probably much younger <laughs> and was like, listen, <laughs> let's just, let's cut our losses and save face and make something that says edge or IE on it. That isn't fucking trash. Somebody went, th- somebody went in with Linux goes, you know, there is a Chromium browser you can just use. Right. Like you could, it's open source. You could just use it and everything's fine. Cause really the, at the end of the day, the goal is ship an operating system that has a functioning web browser. Right. You know, whether people want to switch to something else or not is their business. But you, the, a lot of people were saying too, when they were coming out with edge and they were trying different things, it's like, why don't, why do they even fucking care? Everyone else is going to get something else. I'm like, because who half-assed? Like, I was I was proud of Microsoft for not half-assing and not going, well, who fucking cares? You're just going to download Firefox anyway. Right. Or you're just going to download Chrome anyway. That, that that would be a half-assed thing. I wouldn't – I would have made fun of them for that. Like, oh, this is what we're doing now. We outsourcing our work. <laughs> you know, but 
they're doing well now. Yeah. And I'd much rather use this than Chrome because <laughs> there's certain um, watchdog shit that is not installed. Okay? <laughs> right. Keep it real. Well, some of you may remember that Adam had been talking about getting an SD card for his Nintendo Switch yes, for um, a long time. Well, this motherfucker finally broke down and got himself one. I had to. So <laughs> I bought the worst version of NBA 2K19, uh, which is for the Switch. The game is fine, but the, the graphics are obviously not as um great. Oh, it kind of looks like a like 2K14. <laughs> but it doesn't bother me. So um, the game's huge, and I couldn't install it. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I bought the um I bought the official one because <laughs> it was on sale. So it's just a fucking what did I say it was? It was SDHX or yeah. whatever. Um and there's it's a Sandus SDHX D, I think. Um and Nintendo just said this is the speed we would prefer you use for optimal experience. So they have they have a version of it. it's the same exact thing. But it has Mario mm-hmm. on a on a fucking go kart on the package. Mm-hmm. It says Nintendo certified. It's and Mario because they don't uh, want people confused, right? And Nintendo's just trying to make it easier for you. Because at first I'm like, oh, they're just doing that so they can jack up the price. Because that's usually what people do. But they didn't. It was the, exactly the same price. They're just saying this is the one to buy. <laughs> and I forget it's Nintendo. Nintendo's like, we got to help parents who don't know this shit. I'm like, I respect, I respected Nintendo and it was on sale, but, um, the <laughs> fucking, and I know I'll never see it again cause I put it inside the machine, but the thing is, uh, that Mario red and it has a little, um, one up mushroom on it. I was like, this yeah. is dope, <laughs> but it's a one twenty eight. put it on there and you're never going to ever see it again. Never see it again. But you know what? I know it's there. <laughs> right. I also bought a um a third party controller because I'm just not ready to spend seventy dollars on a pro controller. Um, even though it's said to be the greatest gaming controller ever and the battery life's like fifty hours of continuous play or something <laughs> like that. But um I got this one too because I can use it on my computer. It's a wired one. Um and I just wanted it for two K and uh Smash because right. th- these little Joy Cons are cool. For some casual gaming, but not not when you're trying to get real. Yeah, not, so, when, not when shit's about to get serious. Right, unless I'm playing like, you know, it has like a Game Boy or something like that, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, so good to go, man. All right. Well, that's cool. So we'll have to tell me how everything works out now that you can get real games with that shit. Well, it's been, it's been installing 2K. It took two hours. Jesus. It's just huge. Hmm. Like my dick. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you talk about the lag time when it installs for like fucking Spider-Man or, or, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 or something, you know. All right. So I think on that note, we'll jump into some short takes. Adam, why don't you hit us off? So many have dreaded this day uh, was coming since GameStop purchased the company back in 2015. The day has finally arrived. As of July 2nd, Thinky Geek will be shutting down their independent website and will be stuffed into the games GameStop website. Essentially it is a cost saving move that will bring everything under one roof. Primarily GameStop has been having a not so good time with revenue as of late. So yeah. And you can even go to the think geek website and there's like a fat uh, FAQ and um, it says, is thinking shutting down? No, we're just moving to our parent company, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it is what it is. I just think their selection is going to be a lot smaller now. 
um, which is kind of whack. And it could expand. I don't know. Yeah, but but only if GameStop expands. Yeah, and GameStop has not been making money lately. Like they've been having a hard time. You can tell they're trying different things and stuff. But and the problem is digital stuff. As soon as as soon as digital games started having good sales, yeah. (laughs) Like they were screwed. And the thing and and also, yeah, digital sales were having good sales. Like, you know, you had some like really awesome sales and then it was kinda like I got two K nineteen for three dollars. Right. So it's kinda like, <laughs> why am I gonna spend fifty bucks on a you know, already played game, on a used game from GameStop. Right. Um but also, you know, get, think it always had a like cool st- shit on their website, you know, they always kind of made it fun like it was like you went there and you know you all kind of knew you were all of the same ilk now it's just like it's gonna be GameStop branding well they just they discontinued they don't even have it on the website anymore that uh bag of holding that I have yeah so I have a limited edition (laughs) (laughs) selling for five thousand dollars go to eBay and see how much people are buying this motherfucker for (laughs) right oh man and if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame enough since it's released in April or the bootleg version that's been running around online, you can see it again when Disney re-releases the movie on June 28th, a week before Spider-Man Far From Home. The release will contain eight minutes of bonus footage and will have some extra stuff at the cred- after the credits. Nothing newly filmed, but stuff that was more deleted from the original f- release. Uh, it's It's been funny because people on, are, like, not people, but, you know, uh, clickbait sites have been saying, they're they're re they're re-releasing the movie because they want to beat Avatar, and I was like, Avatar it was Fox and Fox is Disney now. It's like, no, they don't want to beat themselves. They're not gonna do that. Plus, I mean, and plus, let's like, come on, they're gonna re-release just because they want the record. I doubt they're it. re-releasing it for the same reason they re-released fucking The Lion King back right. in the day. Exactly, because people want to watch it still. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, yeah, they're still gonna watch it. But now they have like, oh, Spider Man picks up right from Endgame. Okay, let let's go watch right. that again. Like, yeah, okay. There's a oh, we can make a little bit more money here. But I think people always expect evil yeah. now, yeah. and it, it's just too much. Like, they're really, what are they doing to you? Like, if you don't want to see it, don't go see it. I'm not gonna see it in the theater again. I've seen the movie too many times. You know what I mean? So it's not affecting me at all. Yeah. But the, and the thing is to me is it's that it's not just, it's like for everybody for like these clickbaity kind of sites and even some of the main sites, cause I've seen it on, you know, like IGN and, 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 you know, stuff like that. And it's kind of like, no guys, it's like, they're not going to sit there, put together new footage just because they want to beat a record. It's like, no, they're going to capitalize because now they realize more people want to see Spider-Man Far From Home and maybe, maybe want to see Endgame again. Now they have a better incentive to go see it or maybe miss the whole thing out and then realize, oh shit, I have to see Endgame before. Because it literally picks up from after that. So yeah, you're going to kind of have to see it. And how are you going to see it beforehand? It's like, mm. so I, I mean, it's just to me, it's like going, Disney's not going to waste that kind of money just to be petty like that. No, Disney. Disney's not you. Is really right. what I'm trying to say. And Disney doesn't have to be petty. No. I mean, no one has to be petty. Right. But, I mean, Disney... I mean, unless you're is, the LA Times, and in which case they can be a little petty, but that didn't last long. Like, do you know why Scrooge McDuck was a Disney character? Because they was just in the vault one day, and they're like, we should draw this. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That, like, all, all, of the, the, all those DuckTales, that was, that was real stories. That was real shit. That was real shit, yeah. 
Those <laughs> Warner Brothers was, was the um, was the bad guys. Right, right. <laughs> Life is like a hurricane, man, in Duckburg. You know, <laughs> I used to love fucking all of them Disney shows. I fucked with them. I love the, the best I, shit. I love the uh, uh, for uh, Chip and Dale when they show them from Ducktales, and then they move them, and then they show like their real life counterpart is Indiana Jones and fucking uh, Magnum PI. Right. <laughs> Um, real quick, this isn't on the show notes, but I just want to say, uh, speaking of petty, um, I'm a little happier than I should be that Brightburn is like a middle of the road movie on Rotten Tomatoes. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. You're really upset about them. I'm uncomfortable with it. I don't like it. (laughs) Superman is, don't fuck, don't fuck around. (laughs) They did that shit in the nineties too, the fucking, Long hair weirdo Superman. I was mad then too. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" But this is not a DC or a you know. It's just basic. That's another thing that offends me. Don't he did? Did they sit in a room with lawyers going, "How close can we get without getting in trouble?" That's offensive to me. <laughs> Disrespectful. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I, I looked it up and just trying to think. Um, <laughs> while we have no Samsung device to speak of since the, they postponed the Galaxy Fold launch, <laughs> CNET, they postponed it indefinitely. <laughs> right. CNET is reporting that the Galaxy Note 10 will be revealed on August 7th, according to popular, um, or according to people familiar with the situation. That's funny too, because they said that, um, that they were going to end it. Yeah. You know, this year, uh, rumors point to the company creating two different sizes, one of which will be uh, 5G and neither of which will have a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. Um, leaked render from at on leaks and price Baba. I've never heard of price Baba, but I've heard of at on leaks um, shows Samsung getting closer to eliminating the top and bottom bezels altogether. It also moves Samsung's whole hole punch selfie camera to the middle instead of it off to the side like the Galaxy S10. Uh, rumor points, rumors point to the larger Note having a massive 6.75 inch screen. Jesus, while <laughs> the <laughs> smaller should be 6.3 inches diagonally. Uh, it appears there will be three cameras on the back aligned vertically. Um, instead of horiz- horizontally. Can, can they stop with the curved screen, though? <laughs> no. I've never liked it. Like, I can deal with it. Right. Like, it's not something like, oh, fuck this, I can't use it. But it's just dumb. I just think it's stupid. Well, it's hard to hold the phone and not touch your screen. Pretty soon you're going to have, like, yeah, the Note uh, the Note uh, 15 is going to have a 22-inch screen <laughs> with no bezels. And the camera on the back is going to be a red camera, so you can record in... Uh, you know, 4K, and if you're ever showing it in IMAX, you can now go ahead and uh, do that as well. To be honest, though, I thought having their quote-unquote notch or pinhole or whatever in one corner was better aesthetically than in the center because when you flip the phone to watch a video, it's not dead center. It's just up in the corner Yeah, where most shit isn't going on anyway. <laughs> right. You know, but – I get it for some OCD motherfuckers. Like, it was fucking driving me crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We're like, oh, it's in the middle. Okay. At least it's, you know, like, in that's the one. The one thing about the iPhone is like, yeah, it has the notch, but I'm so used to it now. I don't even see it. 
Yeah. Like when people are like hand me their iPhone to look at something or whatever, because I have an iPhone, but I got the older one. But like I don't even notice it anymore. I think it's easier. <laughs> yeah, it's easier when you're holding the phone, looking at it, you know, looking at the 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 screen, the the main screen, and then holding it in the back, like where your finger, your naturally your index finger goes towards that middle where on the Samsung Samsung phone, that's where the camera is. Right. You know. Yeah. That 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 does get to be kind of annoying. You're trying to when you're trying to handle, then you're like, oh, oh shit! Now you smudge the camera. I mean, and this is like first world problems. But then even on the flip side, with the iPhone, the cameras, the cameras on the back or on the side, and I, I tend to put my thumb in the way more. Oh yeah, that's but true, I think yeah. those are left-handed issues. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. it's it, there's always going to be something. <laughs> of course, there's always going to be. There's something. always going to be something. No one's going to ever be able to do it right. Right. Well, after taking a year off from San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel will be returning to the event this this summer. Some people are still butthurt because Marvel chose to skip the event, especially since it would have been between Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, and only two films between them would have been the Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. Well, this time, it could possibly hear what is coming as part of Phase 4, since Spider-Man Far From Home would have been released by then. You know who's also going to Comic-Con this year? Hmm. Fucking Tom Cruise. Really? Yeah, he's taking um, uh, Top Gun Maverick to Comic-Con. Oh, shit. But You know, you people can say what they want about his religious beliefs or whatever, I, but Tom Cruise is a cool dude, he's man. He's an entertaining dude. Like, you know, he's always ha- got a smile on. He's that old, that old, old Hollywood. Fucking, old Hollywood, yeah. yeah. He's out there to, to make sure you have a good time. Yeah. A lot of them nowadays forget they're fucking entertainers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's he's always interviews are always spot on. You know, he's oh. always um he's never flipped out in an interview. Even when people are pressing him, he just he's so graceful about it. Yeah, and it's just like you, you see him and he's always just like, you know, most most people have just good things to say about him. Uh one one story that Patrick told me was on the set of uh The Last Samurai. And um he said that, you know, the the, the director was having issues with the set and trying to get it right. And the director kind of blew up on everybody on set, the extras and all of them, and kind of berating them. And then they said, Tom, he said, yeah, Tom Cruise like took him to the side. They talked for a minute. And then Tom Cruise came out and said, hey, guys, all right, you know, yeah, I know things are getting kind of tough, but, you know, we'll, we'll get through it together. You know, and he's like totally like the morale guy, you know. And, and he's got a lot of clout, too, yeah. in, in movies that he does. Like he, he can shut a whole fucking production down if you want. Well, he did. He did with the last Mission Impossible movie when he broke his fucking ankle. Yeah, that's because he's a fool and does all of his own stunts, which is respectable and silly at the right. same time. I read somewhere they were like, "What's he gonna do? Like, is he gonna come into Hall H? You know, parachuting through the roof or something like that? Right. You know, <laughs> he's gonna scale up from the ceiling down to the down to the uh, to the stage or something like that." They were trying to clown on him at work one time saying, um, oh, but he couldn't make it work with fucking Katie Holmes. And I was like, you ever even been in the same room as Katie Holmes, Pim? Because right. he put his dick in her. Yeah, I know, right? So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. <laughs> you know? Right. Clowning. <laughs> um, anyway, I got caught up. Katie Holmes <laughs> shit, you know? Um, do you need, do you need, do you need an Apple device? Uh, repaired? Do you? Is your local Apple store crowded as fuck? That's a guarantee. You don't even have to ask that. Like teenagers just hang out in there. Oh yeah, I know. Like uh, for real, you have an iPhone. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing here? Is your Best Buy a ghost town? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is, the Best Buy out here gets kind of busy, but 
I mean, whatever. There's a lot of old people here too. Um, <laughs> then this is good news for you. All Best Buy locations are now authorized Apple repair centers. Uh, Best Buy has had certain locations available for repairs, but now every location is. You can go online and create a reservation and take it to your local store. In some instances, you can show or you can show while you wait. Um, so shop while you wait. Shop while you wait. Sorry. Um, that's cool. Yeah. One extra place to go to get your phone repaired. Yeah, because a big problem that a lot of people were saying is like in a lot of towns, you know, they don't have an Apple store, you know, and it's like, oh, but they, yep, they, have, they have a Best, Best Buy. Buy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, they probably do it that way. And it makes a lot of sense, especially if you're going to, you know, if you're, you know, it's a reason to go to Best Buy, but also, you know, because a lot of times when you're in Best Buy, you know, you find that really cherry copy of, you know, point break on Blu-ray for like five yeah. bucks or Ho Roadhouse or, you know, something that you need, you know, and, and you something got, yeah. that you need. <laughs> exactly. Not I've one. No, this is need. <laughs> I think Best Buy is is a decent store. I just think that style of store is going. On. But they Best Buy has been doing a pretty good job of modernizing. Like I when I worked there, they we pulled out. Remember, because I stayed late, we pulled out all the CD racks, like because you know they were selling CDs, right. which Walmart still does. Yeah. We we pulled it all out and replaced it with something else. I forget. I think just more Blu-rays or something. But um, yeah, they they do a pretty. They've been doing a pretty good job, and they're they're trying to focus more on being a showcase. So like, um. A lot of the Best Buys now, if you go in there, there's like a representative from Microsoft there. There's yeah. a representative from fucking Google Samsung, there. There's yeah. Samsung. Yeah, there's a whole Samsung store experience in Best Buys now yeah. in a lot of them. And and I think that is the smartest thing to do for brick and mortar because you're – a lot of people want to hold the thing. They want, they want someone to tell them about it. Even young people. There's only a lot of younger people that prefer that, yeah. especially if they're not comfortable with tech. Like I can go online and buy tech. I know what I'm reading. I know what it is. But if people don't know, they want a human being to con them into buying it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They need. They just need that affirmation that they're making the biggest mistake of their lives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of tech, Google will not be launching a sequel to last year's Pixel Slate tablet, according to Business Insider and Com- Computer World, and will instead focus on Chrome OS hardware efforts on traditional laptops laptop devices like the Pixelbook. Quote, for Google's first party hardware efforts, we will be focusing on Chrome OS laptops and will continue to support Pixel Slate, a spokesperson told uh, Business Insider Translation. After the dismal sales and reviews of the Pixel Slate, Google has decided to let Apple have the tablet market. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hey, to be honest, at this point, if you're re- if you're just releasing a uh, a uh, tablet, it's kind of like, what are you doing? The only two tablets I think that are worth a damn anymore is obviously the iPad, and I think the Surface Pro. I think the Surface Pro is solid, but you have to want it for a specific reason, right? Like if you're more like I need laptop applications, but I don't want to carry around a laptop. Then the Surface Pro is pretty dope, but then the iPad's also coming up there with this new update. So, and then also the the thing is, is the iPad's been around for a while. Yeah, so the, like, I mean, you can't go wrong if you buy an iPad, right? But if you're like dead set on, I fucking hate Apple. I don't want to buy this shit. Okay, well, you, I, I buy a Surface then. Yeah, 
you know, because that's your, well, one, it's your only option. <laughs> but <laughs> unless also, you want to buy, unless your, you, yeah, unless you want to buy a, a Samsung Galaxy that's going to be discontinued in the next right. year. I mean, when you if you're buying a Surface Pro, don't buy that fucking weird Surface Go they have now. Um, they have this one called Surface Go that's running an Intel Gold <laughs> processor. I don't even know what that like, is. Like we need a like they need to have a Gold processor. Right, and it's Windows 10 um, Home S, which means you can only install stuff from the App Store. And their App Store is getting better, but it ain't a fucking – it ain't that impressive. Okay. You know, so if you get the the Pro is um, – they just marked it down too. The Pro is 700 And, um, you know, obviously you can get an iPad for 320 but right. if you're trying to get something for business or whatever, I mean, I'm not trying to sell you a, a Microsoft product. I'm just saying. Let work buy it for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is what we're people, trying to say. What we're trying to say is let work buy it People for who you. know, right. know what I'm talking about. Okay, You expense the fuck out of that shit. Right. <laughs> get yourself the good one for like $1,500. <laughs> yeah. Say it's required. And then use a lot of techno jargon when you're trying to validate why you do it. Even if like, oh, God, okay. Okay, okay, yeah, all right, fine. You you can have it, even though it's like, (laughs) it doesn't even work on this shit. (laughs) 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 You're giving them all Linux breakdowns, and they'll be like, okay, fine, 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 here, you have it. You just got it so you could play fucking Hearthstone on the plane. (laughs) Don't lie to nobody. (laughs) You ain't got to lie to me. I need that bigger screen for Snoopy Pop. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. So, all right, it's time that we'd run into some headlines. Take a sip of this tea real quick. Sip, sip. Oh, it's cold now. Mm. Um, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> uh, DC, not the shoe company. <laughs> DC has announced that starting in January 2020, it will close the DC Vertigo, DC Zoom, and DC Inc. imprints in favor of a new publishing strategy to release all published content under the DC brand. At the same time, a new age-specific labeling system will be introduced for DC content, identifying content aimed at preteen readers, general audiences, and um, material aimed at readers 17 and older. I think that's a good idea, to be honest. Um, the three labels will be named DC kids focusing on readers age eight to 12, um, DC, the standard DC label for readers, 13 and older and DC black label. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking metal as fuck for content appropriate for readers 17 and above. You can just hear this like, okay, we have DC kids, we have DC and then we have DC black label. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Metallica comes out and just starts singing Andrew Sandman. You're just like, holy Holy shit. shit. (laughs) You know, someone's dying in that book. (laughs) The latter label repurposes the name created last year for DC's out of continuity, uh, banquet line. Um, I forgot about that. (laughs) Boutique line, sorry. Um, yeah, I know. You kind of forgot about that one, too. Yeah, and we'll include material already announced for that line. Okay. Material already announced with a 2020 or later date for DC Zoom and DC Inc. will be assigned to, to the new appropriate labels with ongoing series currently under the DC Vertigo imprint being assigned to DC Black Label Rating. We're return quote, we're returning to a singular presentation of the DC brand that was present that was present throughout most of our history until 1993 when we launched Vertigo to provide an outlet for edgier material. DC publisher Dan Dido 
uh, said in a statement about, about the change. This kind of material is now mainstream across all genres, so we thought it was the right time to bring greater clarity to the DC brand and reinforce our commitment to storytelling for all of our fans in every age group. This new system will replace the age ratings we currently use on our material. Um, DC publisher and chief creator or creative officer Jim Lee added, what we've done here is apply an age in, in ages and stages organize, organizing philosophy that will strengthen what we're already doing well. Whether they really need a dark mode on uh, fucking one note, it's it's like difficult to read. Um, <laughs> that is our move into the young adult and middle grade audiences, um, or our long track record of success with creator driven pop up lines. We will also we will also continue to publish creator owned projects and will evaluate and assign to the appropriate label to help our fans find the best books for their interests. These new labels not only bring greater consistency and focus to our characters, but they also open up a wealth of new opportunities for the talent uh, working on our books. The DC Vertical imprint launched in 1993 under the auspicious, is that what that's? that's Yeah. Auspices (laughs) of executive (laughs) editor, um, Karen Berger uh, and and was the home of such series as Sandman, Preacher, Why the Last Man, and Scalp. God, fucking classics, bro. Yeah. Um, published early work, publishing early work from a number of cre- creators, including Neil Gaiman, uh, Garth Ennis, Grant Morrison, Peter Milligan, Jason Aaron, and Brian K. Um, Vaughn. Vaughn. Can, can I make a dream team? Yeah, I know. Right? Just add these people to it. Um, DC Zoom and DC Inc. both launched earlier this year after an early 2018 announcement. Although the new announcement means that DC's permanent imprint will close at the end of 2019, THR has been told the publisher's pop-up imprints, small lines of miniseries curated by an individual creator, such as Gerald Way's Young Animal and Warren Ellis's The Wildstorm will continue. So I think DC's just refocusing here um, and making it easier for people to find shit. Yeah, and I think, I, I mean, I'm sure there's probably still, while most comic book, you know, familiar people know that Vertigo is DC, but I think there's still a lot of people that don't realize that Vertigo is DC. Yeah. You know, and so bringing it under makes it people think like, oh, oh, it is DC? Like, it's all under one label. And, um, it still sucks because I'm always going to be used to looking, seeing those Vertigo you know, the Vertigo logo and stuff like that out there. Because it used to be like, you saw Vertigo and you was like, oh shit. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know it was going to be dark as fuck. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Shit moves on. Um, I think, uh, I know a lot of people think Vertigo <laughs> was bought by DC. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, oh, that was a company that, that I'm like, no. No. I think you're thinking about something else, bro. <laughs> but um, yeah, because when I was a kid, I because you know I have an uncle who works for a comic book store or whatever. Um, and if it, I would pick up a book, if it said Vertigo on it, he put he tell me to put it right the fuck back down, right. <laughs> which made it this like awe-inspiring thing that I couldn't get. Like, what makes these so different? So I can't get that or porn. Hmm. Right. Hmm. It's, your mind says, "Wait up." It 
it's drawings comic book porn like I mean, yeah. it's usually this for the same reasons right <laughs> but um like anything you saw if, if batman was fucking um catwoman <laughs> vertigo but um yeah when i first heard this news all oh, they're closing vertigo i was like wait what like i was like what's happening with all those fucking books and stuff like that and i'm like oh okay well this makes more sense yeah you know but it, it, it's one of those things where you're going to be like, oh, man, you're going to have to, you know, if you really like that Vertigo label, you cherish the Vertigo comics you have. Right. Uh, Huawei. Poor, Poor. Huawei. <laughs> they have delayed the launch of their highly anticipated foldable phone, the Mate X, from June to September. It was a voluntary, unlike what happened. It was voluntary, unlike what happened to Samsung back in April. However, Samsung's issue has had something to do with it. The Chinese tech giant told CNBC and the Wall Street Journal that it was doing extensive testing to make sure the device was ready for consumers and that the company was taking a quote-unquote cautious approach uh, following the failed launch of Samsung's own foldable device, the Galaxy Fold. Quote, we don't want our launch to destroy our, uh, we don't want, yeah, we don't want to launch a product to destroy our reputations, a spokesperson for Huawei told CNBC. Yeah, that was slight shade. Uh, the bigger mm-hmm. problem for Huawei, though, is not necessarily the reliability of relatively untested foldable technology. It's the ongoing effects of the U.S. trade ban. Since Huawei has was placed on the so-called entity list, America's firms have been unable to sell or license any technology to the firm. This was created. This has created all sorts of troubles for Huawei. Most notably, its inability to license a full version of Google's Android operating system. Whether or not the Mate X, if if and when it ships in September, will come with Android is unclear. CNBC says that the Mate X will ship with Android because the phone was launched, be, quote unquote, before Huawei was placed on the entity list. But this Wall Street Journal says that the issue is still being discussed. Nate, um, alternatively, the phone might ship with Huawei's own mobile OS, which has been in development for years. The spokesperson for the firm told CNBC, Jesus. Sorry, I dropped my speaker, which is connected to the same thing the microphone's connected to. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and it would prefer to go with Google software, but added, if we're forced to do it by ourselves, we are ready. We can do it in the next six to nine months. The Mate X was originally unveiled in February and was praised by some by being the most promising of the new crop of foldable devices. The single 8-inch OLED panel that folds in two, eight gigabytes of RAM, three cameras, 5G support, and costs roughly... 2,299 pounds or $2,600. I mean, is this device even coming to the States? Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, they've... I thought we had like a fucking embargo on them or... Yeah, I mean, but it, there's more countries than us. They were the red star, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean... There, Are there more countries than us? I mean, I mean you know... Countries that, ma- countries that matter? No, no. <laughs> but, uh... You know? There's more respectable countries than us. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like most of them. <laughs> right. Well, most Western societies are probably better than uh, us. And know? China for that matter. <laughs> Let's be real now. I know, right? Um, um, you know, it, it's, yeah, I mean, they're not coming here. See, I don't know because that was like before. So I don't know if like pending stuff, if people have already paid for it, you know, are coming. But I don't you know. know. Is Huawei. Is the Chinese government spying on us through Huawei devices? 
Well, we wouldn't know if they were good. Huawei devices are good. No, no, no. I'm saying if they're good, we wouldn't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, so. But see, that's my thing is like, it kind of sounds like the same conspiracy that the U.S. government records all of our phone calls. Like the mere, the manpower alone. Right. For that to just to sift through it would be ridiculous. <laughs> so I think if Huawei, if China's even using Huawei for that, maybe if someone important <laughs> buys a Huawei phone. Right. But they don't give a fuck about me. I don't want to see my damn grocery list. I need milk, homie. <laughs> well, no, I'll let you know. It's like, uh, like I was watching an episode of the the West Wing the other day, and um, the chief of staff is going to uh, um, testify before Congress, and the president calls him, and he goes, "I don't care what you do. If you have to perjure your ass, I don't care. Remember, protect me." And then the guy goes, "Sir, this isn't a secure line." He goes, "So all the seventeen listening agency um, security agencies that are listening, he's kidding, <laughs> you know." And it's like. You know, that's probably oh, true. Man. You know, it's like, that's it's true. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, but then listening to him. Right. I get that. I'm just saying that Huawei does make some pretty good phones. And they, they make some good phones that are cheaper because it comes straight from China instead of being an American company that gets their phones made in China. Yeah, right. So there's less people to pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing is because – uh, Huawei has such a close relationship with the Chinese government, which, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I could kind of see it. I mean, but th- that would be the same as saying that, you know, a Russian phone company, you know, you know, yeah. has the same relationship with the Rus- with Putin. You'd be kind of like, eh. you'd be a little sketchy on it. But who knows? Right. Didn't they do that, that too? Knows? With I mean, this Russian government, company? Ma- I mean. Yeah, there was a Russian company. I can't remember what it was. What it was about, though. But you know, and honestly, with the with the country now, I mean, we just make up shit, and you know, it's gospel. I feel like I feel like as a people, we're too fucking paranoid now. <laughs> like America's been not on top, but they think they've been on top. Or <laughs> they're the because um, so America's the most powerful, I guess, because we have the biggest military. So we've been like sitting on high for too long, and it's like that. Um, that one old decrepit king from fucking two towers that just didn't give a fuck. Oh, right. Yeah. From Lord of the Rings. And everybody was telling him, bro, like people are dying. He's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. It's a like, holy shit. That's us now. Yeah. You know, and it's sad. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the, I want to be Legolas motherfucker. I want to be out there. <laughs> bop, 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 you know what I mean? I, it's, it's funny because I was watching uh, one of those Jim Jeffries videos and he was talking about, America's obsession with being number one that we always call ourselves the best country in the world and you know we're number one and you know we have the cleanest air and water you know in the world which obviously I guess Flint Michigan isn't considered part of the U.S. in any way um but uh you know he was saying he goes he goes but he goes he's like he's like but are we though and it shows like we're the 27th in education you know we're like you know because it's it's part of a larger issue that the American psyche has to tell itself that at a regular interval to keep the existential dread away. <laughs> like basically America has depression. Right. And we're just avoiding it. Like we're just, no, everything's fine. America's, America's looking itself in the mirror saying you're worth something. Right. You're the best. You Don't know what let it anybody is? tell it's, you otherwise. I think people forget America 
is a young country and America acts like a teenager a lot of the times. You know what I mean? And it's right. just like, everything's fine. I'm doing great. I'm the best. <laughs> I'm fucking crying in the I mean, corner. We're, we're, we're so bipolar. Like we'll tell, we'll try to be that, you know, moral leader telling everybody you shouldn't do that. But at the same time, we're doing worse shit than them. You know, but you know who I blame hmm. the English because that's who we got it from. <laughs> Look at this Brexit shit. They they threw their entire country to disarray just to prove a point. Right. And I'm like, that's that's so Britain and that's so America. Yeah. Like well, we're just the look, same we, thing. We did the same thing, you know, like, you know, look who they, who look who's look who's president. You know, it's right. kind of like, you know, we kind of did the same thing. It's funny too cuz some um I saw a post on Twitter it was a sharing of um of Trump saying, you know, Iran made the a big mistake. And then the reply was, why did they elect you president too? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And I, I was like, I saw that there's Trump was talking about Iran, but then I was also playing final fantasy 15 <laughs> and that won my attention because I'm just getting tired of it. Like I don't care anymore. Well, we almost went to war is basically what, you know, this week. Yeah. Like it's there, it's next all week's the a time. whole nother week. Next week's a whole nother week. So he can the only thing week. I'm nervous about is he wants to go for a second term, and I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to start a fucking war. So people will will be be less um, likely to vote him out. Oh yeah, yeah. They they've they've that's been that's come up before too. But I'm gonna... hoping there are enough people in our government. That would go, can you calm the fuck down? Because I don't even think the fucking – at this point, the Republicans want him to be president. They probably have other people on their ticket. They would rather be voted in. And they'll go, we'll just do four years of a Democrat, and then we can get somebody else. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? All right. So our main story this week is something we've kind of always laughed about. And most gamers, anybody that – if you've ever had experience with games or more or less EA, you kind of know – this particular uh um this particular piece of legislation that's going to go through. So, in order for me to give give you guys great, greater context into what we're going to talk about, I'm actually just going to read the article from Ars Technica. So, <clears throat> our main story this week, weeks ago jo- uh Senator Josh Harley, Republican from Missouri, released an on uh released an outline for the Protecting Children from Abusive Game Act aim at stopping randomized loot boxes and play-to-win mechanics in the gaming industry. Uh, Holly has joined, was joined by Ed Murky, or Markey, Democrat from Massachusetts, and Richard Blumenthal, d- Democrat from Connecticut, informally introducing that bill to, in the Senate, complete with an 18-page draft on, the, on its legislation text. Perhaps the most interesting portion of the bill attempts to define so-called pay-to-win mechanics in games. Those are defined broadly here as purchasable content that assists a user in accomplishing an achievement within the game that can otherwise be accomplished without the purchase of such transactions or which permits a user to continue to access content of the game that has previously been accessible to a user but has been made inaccessible after the expiration of a timer or a number of gameplay attempts. For multi-game, uh, for multiplayer games, it would also include any purchasable in-game content that, from the perspective of a reasonable user, provides a competitive advantage. As far as loot boxes are concerned, the act targets games that 
or where purchasable in-game content is randomized or partially randomized. This includes games where you would purchase one item for a chance to purchase unknown or random items in the future, closing one potential loophole before it even starts. Any games fitting the above definition would be illegal to sell or publish under the act, providing those games were shown to be quote-unquote minor-oriented based on the guidelines similar to those laid out in COPA, or that publishers had constructive knowledge that some players under the age of 18, the FTC and state's attorneys general would have the authority to enforce the act via civil penalties, and the FTC would be required to release a report on compliance within two years of its passage. Quote, the onus should be on the developers to deter child consumption of products that foster gambling and simply com- or sim- and simply com- similarly compulsive purchasing behavior, which at, as is true just as is true in other industries that restrict access to certain kinds of products and forms of entertainment to adult consumers, according to an FAQ on the bill from Holly's office. The expansive definitions for prohibited content in this act would have far-reaching consequences across the game industry. In mobile gaming, ultra-popular mobile titles like Candy Crush Saga or Clash of Clans and countless games in between use gameplay timers and in-game items to to gate progress as almost a matter of course. Uh, separately, major games ranging from FIFA to Overwatch rely on randomized loot boxes for a vast majority of their revenue these days. Ruling against loot boxes in Belgium and the Netherlands have forced major publishers to stop selling games in those countries. But the United States is an overwhelmingly larger market where similar prohibitions could have a much larger effect on these publishers' bottom lines. These are very resourceful people, and I'm sure they can design games that don't rely on gambling directed at children in the center of the game, said Hawley to Kotaku in, in a recent interview. Introduction of the bill of this legislation uh, brings legislation on these issues one step closer to reality. But similar legislation will also have a well, will also have to be introduced in the House and likely survive committee hearings and markups in both chambers before it can get a full vote by all legislators and potential signature by the president. Certainly the reception we've gotten from parents and from gamers are have been absolutely tremendous, Holly Tokotaku, regarding the bill's prospects of passage. I think in an issue that more and more people are going to care about when as they learn about it, and it'll start a broader conversation. Uh Lobby lobbying groups like as a focus on family, common sense media, the parent television council and the campaign for commercial free childhood offered support for the bill in the statement. The introduction of the act comes comes after Maggie Sannon, Democrat from New Hampshire, separately urged the FTC to look into loot box regulation early this year, early last year. And the FTC plans to convene a workshop on the issue later in 2019. CEO Stanley Pierre-Louis of Entertainment Software Association issued a statement in regard to the senator's proposal. Quote, The legislation is flawed and riddled with inaccuracies. It does not reflect how video games work and how our industry strives to deliver innovative and compelling entertainment experiences to our audience. 
The impact of this bill would be far-reaching and ultimately prove harmful to the player experience, not to mention the more than 220,000 Americans employed by the video game industry. We encourage the bill's co-sponsors to work with us to raise awareness about the tools and information in the play in place of the that keep what and information in place that keeps the control of the video game play and in-game spending in parents' hands rather than the government's. I mean, it's a it's a complicated thing. Like I personally think that the free market will correct itself when it comes to stuff like this. Cause you already see with EA, they become such a laughing stock and you're seeing them kind of pull back a little bit. Look at the games like apex legends right. um, is surviving very well without any, any of this nonsense. Um, but then on the other flip, we're worried about it is technically a gambling thing and children are playing it. Right. You know, and that's, hey, I mean, people have fucking gambling addictions. It's, <laughs> it's something, it triggers dopamine in the brain so it could be addicted, uh, addictive. And one of the yeah. things, too, is, you know, like when we played games in the beginning, you know, it was, you know, yeah, yeah, there was no DLC content, loot boxes, or play to win, you know, situations. You, yeah. Because there was no way for them to communicate with your game once you bought it. Exactly. You played the game, you beat it, and you moved on. And so did they. And it's like, and if you had to cheat, you had to get the magazines with those codes, you know, from, right. you know, PlayStation, Microsoft or Nintendo. And, and I use them a lot for Star Wars Rebel Strike on Nintendo GameCube. Because he had no skills, <laughs> motherfucker. That's why. And the Rebel Tie Strike was hard as fuck. And the TIE Fighters <laughs> cheated. The TIE Fighters cheated. <laughs> but, Shitty AI cheats. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be too fair. Like, listen, I could code a complex AI here or I could just make them... 10 times more powerful than the player. <laughs> well, one, one thing was interesting, and this is one of the things I thought was hilarious. Um, uh, this is a quote from uh, the legal counsel uh, or legal and government affairs VP, Carrie Hopkins, who told a panel about the ethics of loot boxes um, during, a, uh, during uh, 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 the panel said, this is what we look at as surprise mechanics. It is important to look at this if you go to, I don't know where what your version of Target is, a store that sells a lot of toys and you do a search for surprise toys, you will find that this is something people enjoy. They enjoy surprises. It's important. It's it is something that is part of toy uh, part of toys for years. Whether it's a whether it's kinder eggs or hatchimals or LOL surprise. You know, Hopkins also said that loot boxes are quite ethical and fun and enjoyable to people. We think it is as um, we we think it is like many products that people enjoy in a healthy way. Like the mm. element of surprise, the packs, the surprise that we talked about a little before are fun for people. They enjoy it. It's like earning packs, opening packs, and building and trading the teams. It's fucking scratcher tickets, bro. Right. It's like, it's like the lottery. <laughs> saying it's a toy. First of all, I already spent $60 on the fucking toy. Like, let's be real here. If I went to fucking Toys R Us, I'm going to bring it back because, you know, rest in peace. Right. Never forget Toys R Us. <laughs> Um, Which might if be I went back to, this year. Right. <laughs> if I went to Toys R Us and I bought a fucking, um, I don't know, a teddy bear. Right. 
whatever. And I bring it home and realize, oh, it doesn't have arms or legs because <laughs> I have to buy those extra. That's what we're talking about. Right. Like you can have DLC. Some of the greatest games of modern history have had DLC and it was solid and there was no issue with it. Like uh, I think um, one one that does DLC very well is Bethesda with the Elder Scrolls series and the Fall series. Not Fallout 76. I'm talking about just standard <laughs> DLC. Like, hey, we made more shit for this right. game now. Or you want to buy it. Or you even know? multiplayer games for like like Call of Duty or something like that where it's like, hey, we've got these passes. Right. You buy what, and you get new levels and weapons and, you know, you get to, you know, have all these like cool little locations. What EA was doing and especially let's keep it real with sad to say the Star Wars games that they were putting out. Because this is what really fucking start, kicked it off in high gear, is they were making it to to the point where, if someone had a lot of money, they would be the best at that game. Right. It was less skill, and more, I'm rich. Right. <laughs> and you that's know, and, and, that, and that's when it becomes a well, fuck you, because I already paid sixty dollars for this game, and it's for nothing because I don't want to pay another two hundred. Right. Because loot boxes are mystery boxes. You know, it's right. like when you go to like a con or you go to the comic store, it's like 20 bucks for everything in this box. Then you get, okay, I paid the 20 bucks. You look and you're like, oh, well, this is all bullshit. You know, it's like you would have paid, ten, you wouldn't have paid five bucks for everything that's in there, you know, or, or, or what, or what have you. It, it's, you know, or it's those mystery boxes that, you know, were big for a while, you know, where you used to go like, oh, every month you get a mystery box and you get, you know, cool stuff in it and you get it and you're like, mm, okay. You know, and I buy I buy toys like that for my kids, like the mystery eggs and stuff like that. But the thing is, is EA especially um, makes it to the point where you have to buy them. You yeah. don't have a choice if you want to remain competitive in the game you've already purchased. You have to buy these things yeah. to get weapons to get. And then you know, I think I think there's two things that really made it come to light that loot boxes were an issue. One was EA. Right. Because they got fucking greedy as shit. And they did it – the biggest issue they did it with is they did it with Star Wars. Yeah. So it was something that, that you have a fan base that loves that loves it. More than a fucking like you know, Modern Warfare or something. Like they, they've loved it since forever. And then you had a powerhouse like Disney behind it going, wait, what, guys, like, get rid of it. Even the, the company – your boss is <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And then I think the second thing that brought it to light – was Fortnite. And say what you want. But Fortnite comes out free to play. They're making millions of dollars just on cosmetic bullshit. Yeah. And you you don't have to. My kids, they all play Fortnite. They've played it since it's launched. I've never spent a fucking cent on it. Not one penny. I think my daughter bought, my oldest daughter bought this thing where it gave your extra maps in a single player mode or something. Right. I forget what it was called. Nothing. I haven't dropped one die, and they've never asked me to. My youngest son every once in a while goes, hey, can I get – I forget what they call their money. And I go, no, fuck off. <laughs> you know. And I might maybe for Christmas or whatever. But I'm more inclined to give him some money for that because I know it's for cosmetic shit. See, the problem is, is this kind of business model would have went, went by no issues – if it happened in the 16-bit era because the parents of the 16-bit era never played fucking video games. Right. They have no idea. Like you could, my kid comes to me, oh, EA says <laughs> if you give me 20 bucks, I mean, fuck EA. I yeah. know what they're doing. You know what I mean? So it's just 
it was never going to last. But the question, I guess, is should there be legislation? It, I kind of don't have a straight up answer for that because it is technically a gambling thing. Right. You know, so I, I don't know. I think I think people smarter than I need to discuss that a, and figure it out. I mean, for me, it's like, you know, it's like, look, the, the sole reason they have loot boxes and the, those play to win mechanics is for money. That's all it is. But you know what? You charge people for, oh, well, you want to, you know, okay, here's the full game. We're going to, if you want to, you know, we have new maps and layouts and stuff like that. You want to add on to it, you know, throw us, throw us 10 bucks over here, you know, and then you can get all these different levels and all these different yeah. things. Okay. And if that, you make a solid game, people will buy that fucking DLC. Exactly. Um, I don't buy DLC, you know, as, on, as a personal, as a, it's more of like a principal matter. You know, I don't buy DLC. I've bought DLC usually for um, RPG games because they've added a new like world or something. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'll go, I'll, I'll gladly pay for that, but only if it's from a one that isn't trying to nickel and dime me every five seconds. Right. But like for me, it's like, or if I get DLC and I'm just talking about console games for me, you know, and unless they have the, you know, special the the special edition which has all the dlc on it then it's like okay i'll spend the 20 bucks and get the <laughs> and get all of that including the dlc but i you know it's like look you know loot boxes are definitely scratchers you know i think that was a perfect metaphor i was always trying to figure out what's a good metaphor but no yeah. it's it's scratchers you know you might get something cool you might get nothing you know but you spent money for it and that's a problem um it comes from the 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 genre of games i first saw something like loot boxing were was MMOs like Japanese or like Korean MMOs. Like you would, you would, you would get these loot boxes. I don't know what they would call them, but, and it would just be this random thing. They were everywhere <laughs> and it got annoying. <laughs> and yeah, so it's kind of like, like that. I, I don't agree with, um, uh, play to wins. Definitely not. And I, and to be honest, you know, play to win is a bigger issue among gamers than I think loot boxes are. Loot yeah. boxes, I think, you know, and, and the thing is, is that we're trying to combine loot boxes with um, play-to-win uh, mechanics together, and they're kind of not. Because there are loot boxes that are fine, like like Fortnite. Fortnite has loot boxes, but they're not pay-to-win. Right. They're fucking like a T-shirt and a silly hat. Yeah, as long, <laughs> yeah. As, long as, we, as, long as it's la labeled like, okay, you can get loot boxes, but it's all cosmetic. You know, you might get a shirt, you might get pants, you might get, you know, new colors for your weaponry, you know, something like that that doesn't enhance your, your, you know, your uh, potential skills. Now, of course, EA is also known for the play to win model and the play to win mechanics. That's something that is bullshit. It was like, well, you can't win unless you get this, you know, and it's like going, no, you can win without getting that. It's just going to take you longer. But if you pay, you can beat everybody because you have a superior weapon and win faster. And that's bullshit. And that's and I, that's where I think we need to kind of separate the two. Because I think I think it's um, it's even more disheartening because it is EA, and EA oversees a lot of games. Yeah, you know, so it's gonna hit home. But like I said, their biggest mistake was doing it with a Star Wars game. Yeah, that everyone was hyped about, and and still that game was solid. Like the game mechanics were great, everything was fine. But, but they it. fucked but the, bad the press, shit out the of it. Bad press killed it 
because right. they got rid of the, the the of all the play to win shit. But still, like it killed it for a lot of people. Well, it's not even that they they made a fucking bare bones game. It was like playing an engine. You know, it, it was it was just sad. It was like somebody's like, let me make this beautiful game and then fucking rape the shit out of it. Right. Like that's basically what EA did. You know, and it, it was just like fuck you. You know, and EA EA is just. They've been greedy for a while, but I'm hoping games like Apex Legends and they're learning from it and going, okay, let's. Our fans or our people that are actually paying our fucking bills are not feeling what we're doing. Right. Because I've noticed that Activision started doing loot boxes, but they dialed it back real quick when EA was getting heat. Yeah. Like they were like, okay, wait a minute. You know, let's let's calm down a little bit. Yeah. And so were the other ones because they were all going to do it. Because EA was doing it and making money over hand over fist, and everyone else started slowly doing it. And then when EA got heat, everyone just stopped. I was yeah. like, <laughs> "Well, yeah," because I mean, you know, you're you're you spent money on the game, or let's say that you know, even free to play games. It's like, okay, we get it. You're gonna make free to play games. Fine. You want to make some money on those free to play games. Okay, but you can't keep doing it, especially if you know your you know your base is kids. You know, and yeah. if a kid and a lot of times I know there are some kids out there that get um, like uh, debit cards and then they get their allowance put on the debit card so they can use, you know, use it for whatever, especially if they want to use it like for iTunes or, you know, movies and stuff like that. They'll use it on that shit. And it's yeah, like, they're just wasting their money. Yeah, it's wasting their money. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it, and they're they're going for that and they're, they're not getting anything. They're like, oh, well, I thought I was going to get this. You know, or they go like, "Oh, well, maybe next time I can get this." It's, it it feeds that compulsive gambling, you know. And and there and some people may be like, "Oh, gambling's a bit of a stretch." It's like, no, the fundamentals are gambling. Oh, it literally, it literally is gambling. Yeah. Anyone who says it isn't gambling is a gambler. needs to buy a dictionary. <laughs> is a gambler, <laughs> right? Like it's sure they're not at fucking the Caesar's Palace running a slot machine, right? But it's the same effect, you know. And it's um. We've just now recently started learning more about the the biological effects of that kind of thing, of the carrot on the stick, of the the and it's used in in media all the time, and that's fine. But when you have a tangible reward at the end of it, or the possibility of a tangible reward, and you have to pay for it, it becomes kind of a dirty thing. And I think too, a lot of people still view video games as something that. Not just for kids, but kids do. Yeah, you know, and it's it's kind of like okay, you know, my my children are paying that playing this. I need to be more cautious about this, that, and the other thing, you know. And it's it's just I don't know. Like, there's so many games that make money that don't require this, right? You know, and it's it's just sad to me. I mean, it, you know, it, it the same mentally. It's the same aspect of you know going to a strip club visiting the same stripper because you think she likes you you know <laughs> you know, it's like, you know it's like, we all knew that yeah, we, guy yeah exactly and it's like she she doesn't like you dude. no bro she she says she's doing this to get through college but she really digs me i'm like i'm sure she is <laughs> yeah. walking you right to that fucking atm right exactly and that's the ultimate carrot on the stick <laughs> from time before history was even recorded <laughs> women were luring men <laughs> to their wallets <laughs> 
uh, you know, and they're all just getting through college, you know. And God fucking bless them. I'm not <laughs> saying any look, the hustle's real and right. I'm not knocking it. They don't call it the oldest profession for nothing. <laughs> we're just knocking the dudes that fell for it. Right. right. That's what we're doing. Dumbasses. <laughs> I we we were at a bachelor party at a strip club uh, and I uh, and I I am completely honest here. I've never frequent frequented strip clubs that much. I think I've been there like 3 times. It doesn't make sense to pay for things I can get for free. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't get it. Um so we were there and it wasn't his bachelor party, but he was just a guest. And um, he was getting lap dances pretty steady from this one chick. And she was cute, his type. Right. He was just like scrawny white chick or whatever. I don't know. And we, we noticed he was just gone for a while. I'm like, damn, how many lap dances is this motherfucker getting? And they were talking a lot. And, and then it became the whole he would pay for a lap dance and then she would sit down and then they would talk. I'm oh, like, oh, okay. Jesus. She ain't even working for it anymore. Right. You know, you paying for a break. You know, like, what are you, the union for fuck's sake? So then we we had to go over there because we saw him. She was walking arm in arm with him to the ATM machine. I was like, okay. Oh, shit. We need to save this motherfucker from himself. And we pulled him aside and he was saying all that same shit. He was like, no, she loves me. Or no, she loves me. She really into me. Like, we're going to. We're, she said we could meet up after work today, but she's kind of busy with something. I'm like, I'm sure she is. She's busy fucking some model looking dude she's busy so fucking her boyfriend this, right like you're being a fucking i said like, it's her job to provide this fantasy for you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that, and then she came she came over and he was like he was like my friends say that you're you know you're not really into me and this and that and she goes i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> i broke his heart right there she was like whatever and then she just walked away <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> look at this. I said, you needed this. This is what you needed. Right. You just slap in the face. I'm happy she did it. It's like those, it's like those, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, uh, got this hooker last night. It was so good. She gave me my money back. It's like, no, <laughs> we're not. That's that first hits free bullshit. Yeah. You missed me with that. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting an interesting situation. Although I think it is kind of funny that the uh, immediately, you know, the the gaming association immediately goes to all the jobs that these supply because you know nobody wants to lose jobs and they're already threatened. Well, you're going to make changes. We're going to have to fire people. It's like you fire people anyway. You launch a game, you get rid of half the staff, and now it's just maintenance. What is there like a loot box crew? Yeah, it's like God. That's 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 an evil job. Yeah. I make pay for win loot boxes for a living. Like, oh my God, you're going to hell, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're going to, there's a special place in hell for a guy like you. Uh, all right. Well, finally tonight. I can read this one if you want because you read that last one. Okay. So this piece comes from Digital Trends. In a case of yell at the biggest guy in the room confusion, viewers upset about Good Omens, uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, sat- satirical. Uh, send up of Christianity and religion in general are petitioning Netflix to get the series canceled. The only issue they're petitioning, petitioning the wrong streaming service. <laughs> I wanted, I want Netflix to, re- let me read it first. Let me read it first. 
The six-episode miniseries, which streams on Amazon Prime and not Netflix, is based on a 1990 novel by Gaiman and fantasy author Terry Pratchett and follows the adventures of an angel and a demon as they try to, to rescue the Antichrist, who's just an 11-year-old boy, and stop the biblical apocalypse. Good Omen stars Michael Sheen as the angel Azraphel, um, former Doctor Who lead and Jessica Jones villain David Tennant as the demon Crowley, John Hamm as the archangel Gabriel, and Francis McDormand as the voice of God. Um, Good Omens features many scenes based on classical biblical or Bible stories, including um, sequences set in the Garden of Eden and at the crucifixion that are mostly played for laughs. Um, For obvious reasons, they didn't sit well with some Christian audience members. A petition launched launched by Return to, to Order, a branch of the Nonprofit Foundation for a Christian Civilization, asked Netflix to cancel the show. It gathered more than 20,000 signatures uh, before being taken offline. Return to Order's complaints about Good Omens include the show's depiction of an angel and a demon as good friends, and according to Sheen, possibly more. Um, the reimagining of the four riders of the apocalypse as a biker gang, a woman voicing God, a sympathetic portrayal of the Antichrist, satanic nuns, um, which actually exists. Yeah, I know. Historically, just, just saying. Um, and the concept that morality and natural law do not exist, just humanitarian. I even know that word now, fucking humanitarianism. <laughs> which happens to be Good Omen's underlining thesis. There are a few problems with Return to Order's demands. For one, Good Omen's is a limited series that has finished production and already aired. There's nothing left to cancel. More importantly, Netflix has nothing to do with Good Omen's. The show is a joint production between Amazon and the BBC, uh, which have been working on Good Omen's for the better part of two years. Even Gaiman, who scripted every episode of the adaptation, Wait in on Return to Order's Blunder. I love that they are going to write to Netflix to try to get Good Omens canceled. Gaiman wrote to Twitter, says it all, really. In, re- in Return to Order's defense, there are already too many streaming services out there, and it's only getting worse. If you like Return to Order, have trouble keeping everything straight, our guides might be able to help you. So... <laughs> I think it's hilarious. And I also, I was talking to my wife about this and she made an interesting point. And I always like when my wife does this, where you can tell she's thinking like, I think Mm -hmm. she usually could give a fuck about any of this shit, but she goes, you know what I know? You know, I notice who never complains about things. And I go, who? And she goes, Catholics. Yeah. And I go, no, they don't. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because they're not a, offshoot religious sect that freaks out about every little fucking thing <laughs> they they don't care they are christian they don't care well it's, you know it, the, the, the big and i'm not saying just catholicism is christian i mean the bigger ones aren't going to complain right like catholicism um Prote- protestant well, stuff most, like they're not going to whine about I, stupid shit like this well most of the time is like christ um catholics are going to be like is that show oh that show's about the, oh i'm not going to watch it and that's it. Yeah, that, that's and that's the that's like the old grandma. She's like, oh, that's not for me. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> but most Catholics were watching it, laughing their ass off. Right. And you know. you know, and there were a lot of people that when I was reading like some comments and stuff like that, um, you know, saying that like I'm I'm a Christian and I thought it was funny. It was it gave a new spin on stuff. It was entertaining. Um, it's funny too because like 
literally last week, if you guys listened to last week's episode, I said that I was surprised that I hadn't heard anything bad about it. Yeah, me too. So it seemed that the internet said, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, Steve's disappointed. Oh, he's disappointed. He's surprised. Oh, let's fix that. 20,000 signatures before it got pulled. Uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon actually took to Twitter and uh, said, hey, Netflix, it, um, we'll cancel Stranger Things if you cancel uh, Good Omens. Um, and, <laughs> so I love how Netflix is making it a joke. Yeah. And, like, I don't uh, fucking care. Amazon made it a joke. And then Netflix, I think Netflix UK said, all right, you won. It's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically it is canceled. It is canceled. Like, you know, so um, I just think it's funny. And, and it shows that there's 20,000 morons out there. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Who – and the reason – and the reason you can't that, even say that they that they had a good reason not to like the show because they obviously don't know what the show is because they don't even know what it's on. Right. So they've never seen it. But you know the thing is is that oh because the four horsemen of the apocalypse are, are a motorcycle gang. Um yeah because those would be considered iron horses, you know. It might be because it's the 21st century. Right, you know. Oh, and then the most biggest affront God's a woman. We yeah. don't know who God is. <laughs> you know, I would assume God has no gender. I mean, right. if we just think about it logically, gender here. fluid or whatever. <laughs> you know, like uh, if if God has a gender, that means there's more than one God. Yeah, because there's no need to have a man if there's no woman, or vice versa. Right. I mean, he even figured that out. <laughs> and then the you know the sympathetic portrayal of the Antichrist was like it was 11 year old kid. You know, like what are we doing? I here? think. Well, I I heard that was the issue. And and this is the thing you have certain sects of communi- or communication what certain sects of Christianity that take the Bible very literal. It's usually an apostolic some some form of apostolic, and they're like, no, it's they're evil and they're good. It's very black and white, you know. So to say that the Antichrist wouldn't want to be the Antichrist right. is like offensive to them. They're like, oh, what that doesn't make any sense. It's like, but. You're, <laughs> human beings are writing it, but even, so they're adding human characteristics yeah, to these characters. But even then, if you go with that free will after the free after will, the garden absolutely. after the Garden of Eden, it was free will. Well, yeah. then also too, the main point of it was if and and no one ever gets it. The reason why Crowley and Azraphel acted differently is because they lived on earth since yeah. the beginning. So they had, they even said in one scene they went that um, unlike all other demons, Crowley had an imagination. Right. You know, so they were different. And you, because and, and at the end when they were trying to punish uh, Crowley, they said, Oh God, he went native. Right. You know, and the antichrist was switched at birth incorrectly. Right. So he wasn't raised correctly. Right. He was supposed to be raised as this like demon child. He was raised as a good boy from a small town in England. Even his hellhound turned into a cute little dog. Right. Because he was just a good kid. Right. And yeah, the Antichrist thing started and he was like, well, fuck it. Because things are whispering in his ear. But he got over it. Yeah. You know, like watch the fucking. This is why I don't care. Because it's obviously they didn't watch it. Right. You know, and it's like, fuck you. I'm so sick of that shit. And then it reminds, the it always Shit like this always reminds me of Howard Stern. Right. Like where people will be like, I fucking hate Howard Stern. Oh, did you listen to him this morning? No, I've never heard it. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because it was the one of the things that um, one of the full things I read was because um, uh, somebody had showed what you know uh, on on Twitter, 
you know, what the complaints were and said that the, yeah, that the Antichrist was raid, raised by satanic nuns. And I go, well, this person didn't see it because they weren't raised by them and they were killed. Right. You know, in the very no beginning. One, no satanic nuns raised anyone. Yeah. So it was just like, you guys, you know, it's like you're fucking morons. Uh, and satanic nuns were real thing. Yeah. But, you know, we like to forget uh. that part. <laughs> Oh man, but that was that was hilarious. I remember seeing that and I just started laughing. I sent that to Adam and it was like It's ridiculous. Oh, but wah, wah. to to the people who listen to this podcast, more sane, level headed individuals, check out the last uh Lazy Geeks episode if you missed it. We talked about our review of um was it the last one? It was the last one. Yeah, it of, was the last um, one. Yeah. Good Omens. Excellent um adaptation of the book. Yeah, you can And if and- you haven't seen the book, it's a must read. Yeah, if you check out our 2019 uh, E3 recap, last week's episode, we, uh, and it was cool because Adam read the book, I didn't, so it was still kind of like a cool little discussion about, you know, how we perceive the book and the characters, and and so I, I, if you, it's, it, it, for me, if you didn't read the book, there's a lot thrown at you, so about, and I, I, it's like six episodes long, and I I got, uh, I watched it twice, and I really, uh, the second time I really caught all the stuff I kind of missed. But the funny thing is that rapid pacing, that's how the book is presented. Yeah. The book is confusing. Like, there was a lot of times where I had to read back. Like, it's fun confusing. Right. Like, you're kind of like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and there's a few chapters I read twice, you know, and stuff like that. But, um, excellent show. I mean, it was, it was perfectly done. And I think a real good, um, uh, respect to um, Terry Pratchett, you know, since he passed away. I think I think that was something nice too, you know, because I just love Terry Pratchett, man. I think that you know? that would be one of those that if you know if they release it, you know, I'd probably buy it. Definitely yeah. something I would I'd definitely like to keep on my keep on my wall. In yes, case I don't, in case I don't keep Amazon Prime, you know. <laughs> right. Well, they might close it if they if they get the petition correct. Yeah, if the petition's correct, they might they might close Amazon Prime, you know, because they may not like what Stranger Things is doing or something or <laughs> or Narcos or something, you know. There's such worse shows on TV. <laughs> like, uh, whatever. Yeah, I know. You hear like, what? You can't. You guys cancel? Uh, they're they're thinking of canceling Narcos. I'm gonna cancel my subscription to Amazon. <laughs> it's like. So oh, worse, good, worse, good worse old. yet, worse yet. They're they're getting rid of Stranger Things. That's it. I'm not getting Hulu anymore. <laughs> right. So Good Omens is bad, but like the Playboy channel's okay. <laughs> I'm confused. Right. Personally, I I think the Playboy channel is just fine. I'm just saying, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our episode for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you want to help us out, there are two ways you can. One. Uh, you can leave us a review wherever you get the show, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Go to the website, thelazygeeks.com. Live, give us comments there. Uh, recommend the show to friends. Two, if you really want to help us out, you can donate. Uh, head over to thelazygeeks.com and click on the donate button. Every dollar will help out greatly. Yep, and you can follow us on facebook.com slash thelazygeeks. Twitter and Instagram, um, both are at the Lazy Geeks, all one word, of course. And send us some feedback, comments, suggestions for episodes or your favorite conspiracy theories. Um, and I also just want to hear about what pisses you off. I want to hear stories of, of crazy, um, like religious zealots just freaking out over some dumb shit. There you go. That's we'll read them on, and we'll read them on the air. Yeah. Where do they send them to? Oh, yeah. They send them to the geeks at thelazygeeks.com. <laughs> Listen, 
I'm I'm pumped up right now. All right. <laughs> He's gonna cancel Netflix right now. <laughs> I'm canceling all of them. I think I'm gonna cancel um, Ultraviolet because Stranger Things is bothering me. <laughs> yeah, man. I I think Narcos is too violent for me, so I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm just gonna cancel Friendster. I think that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> All right. If you want more content from us, just head over to the the blog, thelazygeeks.com. Thanks for checking us out. So until next time, live large. If you ain't living large, you ain't living at all. Mm